The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 35, Physical Self-Care for Leaders and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to The Leaderpreneur Show the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey of their own. I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'd like to personally thank you today for taking the time to join us for some leadership discussion and learn how we are operating our online businesses behind the scenes. If you like the show, I'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by going to leaderpreneurshow.com and smashing that subscribe button. And we'd be honored to have you as a regular listener. Today, as always, I'm joined by my great friend, my co-host. He's Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, my friend, how are you doing today? Stephen, man, I am great. How about yourself? Other than extremely hot out there in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, yeah, it's just a little bit. Just before we started, I was showing my because Michael and I are on video. We're looking at each other, and he's he's seeing me like suffer in the heat. I'm not sweating because it's a dry heat. Nine percent humidity we determined, and 108 degrees today in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And you're suffering too, my friend. I see your temperature. You're almost cracking 80. Man, we're struggling over here in Atlanta. <laughs> it's 79 degrees. Woo. But yeah, the humidity's killing us. 69 or so degree or 69% humidity here uh, today. And that's with, you know, it, the the breeze has been blowing today and all that. So uh uh, the humidity has let up on us a little bit today. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know whether to be jealous or be happy I'm here. But, you know, they say it's a dry heat. You know what else is a dry heat? Turn your oven up to 550, open the door, stick your head in. That's a dry heat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 108 degrees is hot. I don't care. Yeah, it is. Dry heat, wet heat, what it is, it's still hot. Yeah, I went outside and, and messed around with the pool a little bit today and I was cleaning the basket out and doing a couple things. And it, it doesn't take you long to be outside to realize that it's hot out here. It's time to get in the house. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about today, I'm sure, is we're going to tell our audience to kind of get outside, walk a little bit. You know, and, you know, for, for you folks that are in Arizona, Make it a short time outside, you, you know, bet. a short walk, because uh, I, I imagine you get pretty hot out there. Don't yeah. want anybody overheating. Absolutely. So we're flipping the calendar. We're going into the month of, month of June. And as we, we talked about in the last several episodes, the month of May was all about communication. And I got a lot of value out of our discussions. I hope our listeners did as well. And as we turn the calendar, we turn the theme of the month. What is the theme in June? So in the month of June, we're going to talk a little bit about self-care, right? How, as a leader, how, how should you take care of yourself? Um, you, you know, every time I talk about this subject, and I know you've heard the analogy as well, you've been on enough airplanes to know this idea of, uh, you know, if the, if the air mask, if they fall out of the ceiling because the pressure in the cabin has gone wonky, then you put your own mask on first and then you help others. Uh, well, to a large degree, leadership's kind of the same way. I would say parenting's the same way, if you will. You got to take care of yourself so that you can present to those that you're leading the best version of yourself. Be frankly, because leadership it just requires that it it requires good solid leadership. It just requires the best of yourself, 
And so that's why in the month of June, we're going to devote here to, well, how do you take care of yourself in a number of different ways? And today, episode number 35 here, we're going to specifically talk about physical self-care. How do you, you know, take care of your your physical well-being and and things like that. How's that sound? Sounds great. And it's very timely with all the, the coronavirus, COVID-19, coming the pandemic, depending on where you live and kind of how your state or region may be coming out of that crisis a bit. It, it really puts the focus and spotlight onto self-care, specifically physical self-care for a lot of reasons. And I love the analogy of the, the oxygen mask falling from the ceiling. And because if you can't help yourself, if you can't be right. in a condition to be preserving your own well-being, how in the world can you be expected to expend energy helping other people with their self-being, so their their self-preservation? So I think it's very, uh, it's a it's a very good topic, and I expect to get a lot out of it. So I'm ready to dig in, my friend. Well, so let's jump in first of all, and just talk with our audience a little bit about well, why is this even important? Right. So as a leader, why is physical self-care even important? Why do I need to worry about it? What benefit is it going to bring me? And that kind of thing. And, you know, I think the first thing that I would mention in this category of why is it important? Why is physical self-care important? And it's kind of what I was alluding to earlier around leadership is, look, leadership is difficult enough on its own. It's stressful enough. You know, the, the pressure that's oftentimes put on leaders, whether it's making decisions, whether it's addressing poor performance, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, just the pressure and stress of maybe really big projects, whatever it might be, leadership carries with it enough pressure and enough stress and all uh, on its own. If you couple that stress and that pressure with some type of bad health or ill health or you know, something like that, it just compounds it. It makes it even worse. And we'll, we'll I, I got some other bullet points. We'll talk about kind of the, the mental and emotional state that's associated with physical self-care as well. But the way I look at physical self-care is this leadership is difficult enough. And I want to, again, present the best version of myself possible. And therefore even the physical aspect, physical self-care is important to uh, equip me to present the best version of myself and so forth. And we'll talk some other, uh, other ways around that, but what's your thoughts there on, you know, self-care, physical self-care, it's important just because leadership is stressful enough as it is. Certainly leadership is stressful. And when you talk about pressure and stress, what physical self-care allows you to do from my perspective is have an outlet for that, right? You have to be able to relieve and release pressure yes. and stress. And without an effective outlet, you will bottle it up. And just like a pressure cooker is the old fashioned pressure cookers. that had the little, the, I don't know if, if you, when you grew up, my, my mom had a pressure cooker. I, they probably still have these. I haven't seen them in forever, but you put the little, little thing on top and it whistles at you and it moves around. Yep. If that is defective, that whole thing's going to explode. Right. Because yeah, if, it, if it can't let that pressure you off bet. safely, then the pressure is going to escape in a rather dangerous. That's way. right. And it's the same thing with leadership. You, we have all n these natural things that occur in leadership, be it decision-making, 
normal stresses, normal day-to-day dynamics of the business, normal team issues and things we're working to resolve and improve. Add to that, start lumping in all of these things without a relief mechanism. It's just a recipe for leadership disaster. And that's why self-care and especially physical self-care is so important. And, and I think it's a, it's a great topic today. Yeah. You know, the other aspect of physical self-care, I think that we tend to overlook is, and it, and it relates to why it's important for us as leaders to take care of ourselves physically. And because, and, and look, I'm no doctor here, um, but I've heard enough from doctors to, to know this is true, but more importantly, probably than that, I've experienced it myself. And that is when you take care of your physical self, when you take care of your body physically, it makes a huge difference in other aspects of yourself as well. Like your mental care, you know, your, your mental capabilities, your emotional capabilities, it makes a real big difference in those other areas of, of you as a leader also. Um, one of the points I'll talk about here in just a moment is, is just, or we'll talk about just physically, some physical routines you should do on a regular basis. And, and I'll talk about, you mentioned it earlier as we were getting prepared for this, just take a walk outside. It's incredible for me to recognize when I do something like that, I, I can be in the midst of a, you know, just a, just a, a brain freeze, right? My brain just, I can't stay focused. I can't think creatively, you know, I can't think, uh, you know, clearly. And then I can go for a walk around the building and suddenly I sit back down at my desk and boom, ideas are just flowing. They're just right. So when you take care of your physical body, it, it improves your, your mental capabilities. I believe it improves your emotional capabilities, right? I can, I can manage my anger and frustration so much better when I'm not tired, right? If I'm, if I'm overly fatigued, the least little thing can just kind of erupt in me anger and frustration to the point that, you know, I, I have outbursts or, or whatever it might be. So just recognize the connection that physical self-care has to all those other S aspects of who you are, you know, both mentally, emotionally, and so forth. <laughs> Yeah, those are really great points, Michael. And and when you say that, it brings up, I'm, I'm jotting down a list here of, of the things that that I think of uh, when I see this bullet, this first topic of why is it important? So when I think of self-care and physical self-care, it, it helps me have more energy, number one. Secondly, it brings this, this measure of clarity and, and ridding myself of this mental fog that you can easily get into. And as leaders, sometimes our jobs, some days are, I know for me specifically, some of my days, Mondays are an example where Mondays are, uh, you know, how did the weekend, what, how, how did the prior week go from a performance standpoint? What are the issues? What happened over the weekend? Or did we hit the targets we set out to achieve? Our corporate office, you know, wants these 12 things of, of reporting that needs to be done. So, Mondays, I know my Mondays, I am uh, butt in chair, on calls, Excel spreadsheets, crunching numbers, adding up the beans, seeing if we had a winning week or a losing week. And I can tell you that takes its toll on, on us as people and leaders. We were not designed 
designed, if you go back, I don't know, 100 years, 1,000 years, whatever time you want to go back, we were designed to be creatures of movement. And that's just the way our bodies, I'm, my belief is that we were designed to, to not be stationary. So when you have days like I have on Mondays, it can make you cranky. It can make you many different things. So you've got to, you got to get up and you got to move, but just why it's from an energy standpoint, a clarity and mental fog standpoint. And here's a real basic one, body circulation, right? I know, I know personally on Mondays when I'm sitting down literally for three or four hours because I'm on back-to-back -back calls or I, you, you know, when you get into an Excel spreadsheet or you get into a, this thing that you're working on, sometimes time can just melt away and you are so focused on something. Then you look at your watch or look at your, your clock and your computer screen and go, my gosh, it's been, it's been two and a half, three hours. And then you go to get up and it feels like somebody pounding you in the back of the legs with a sledgehammer. And you're like, you right. know, that's not healthy. You just know you don't have to be a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV or anything, but I just know that that pain, that signal is my body telling me that, hey, dude, you need to get up and do something because this is killing you. And yeah, so it's something I think totally about. Agree. Yeah, man. Totally agree. And, and that, you know, that plays in very well into, you know, I thought the second thing we would share with our audience is just from 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 our standpoint, you know, what do we do? What do you and I do? Uh, in our physical routines to take care of ourselves physically. And, and you, you've hit on one of mine perfectly. And, and that is uh, stretching. Um, to me that now I've only been, I've been doing this now for about two months, but that is huge for me stretching. And it plays into exactly what you're talking about is, is there are days when I sit down at my desk and yeah, I'm in a, in, spreadsheets or, or I'm reading emails or I'm doing whatever. And yes, I'm just sitting. Um, what is it they say? Uh, sitting is sitting is the new smoking or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, smoking back in the day before everybody knew the harms of it and all how unhealthy it was. And now just sitting in your desk is, you know, they're saying is, uh, is unhealthy as well, but you take on then the emails, the spreadsheets the whatever. And before I know it, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm all tensed up. I can start to feel it in my shoulders and my back. And, and what has happened to me is, and I thought for a long time, this was just, well, you know, I did a lot of basketball in my younger days, the Marine Corps and, and running around in boots and backpacks on my back and all that. For years, I thought, well, you know, I've just a lot of wear and tear on my back. And I ended up, I started going to the chiropractor regularly. And here's what the chiropractor told me on almost every single visit. She would straighten me out and it would feel better. But she would tell me, you are, your hamstrings and your back muscles, they are super tight. And she would tell me, that's actually what's pulling you out of alignment and making your back hurt. And I guess I just didn't believe it. Um, but eventually, like I said, about two months ago, I started... Uh, I do 20 to 30 minute stretching uh, every morning and then probably three or four times a week. I do it in the evening as well. So twice a day. Um, and for the most part, that is my exercise routine for the day is 20, 30 minutes of stretching. Now it's some pretty intense stretching, especially when you have no flexibility the way I have. Uh, but here's the thing. 
I haven't had back pain in almost that entire two months. And I can't tell you how much better that makes me feel at work, you know, in, in, in leadership and things like that. So stretching is a huge part of my, um, of my daily physical routine, definitely in the morning. And, and let me, so I was going to talk about my morning routine. I follow uh, our listeners may be familiar with how El- Elrod in his book, the miracle morning. So I follow for the most part, his miracle morning routine and has six different elements to it. But the exercise part of that six element routine for the miracle morning is my stretching. It's that 20 to 30 minutes of just stretching. Um, and that's, that's the biggest thing that I can point to and say, that's my exercise on a regular basis is stretching. Yeah. In other words, something I need to do a lot more of clearly. I have been told the exact same thing. I am as tight as a two by four, my friend. Uh, I have no range of motion. I'm, I'm as flexible as a steel piece of rebar. Uh, you know, it, it's the nature of years and years of sedentary type work. And welcome to corporate America. Welcome to leadership. Well, you know, it's great to say, oh, I'm, I'm always out there with my team. And that's fan- fantastic. We all do that. But when you really take and you break down your day and you think about how much time am I spent in motion versus not in motion, I think we will all become even more surprised of how much we are not in motion. When you think about if you if you work in the trades, if you work in construction, if you work in those roles, uh, you're out and about all the time. You're you're getting all the vitamin D. You're getting all the movement. Now, granted, you're at a risk for injuries and back problems and knees. So it all comes with a trade off. I've been very fortunate in my life to have never had any back problems, and still to this day, knock on wood. And I I know people who have them, and I just know the just the life challenges that back problems bring to people. And I just, I just can't relate because I've never experienced it, nor have I experienced knee problems uh, or anything. I've never broke a bone in my life. So I've just been so fortunate that way, but I am stiff as a board. It just, I'm very inflexible. So here's my day. Here's, here's my routine. Some of it is, some of it is things I do pretty well. And and some of it is, are, are things that I really, just look in the mirror and go, you have no one to blame but yourself. And I would just say to folks, look at that person looking back at you and ask yourself, when is enough enough? And I have to do this better myself. So you are not alone. I am not alone. We are in this together. Here's what I do. I, uh, here's what I do and not do well. I don't sleep enough. Number one, I know I need to sleep more. And you and I talked about this briefly before we started with the record button today too. Uh, I know I need to get seven hours, probably a night, seven to eight hours a night, as everyone recommends. I probably get on a, on a typical weekday, go to work the next day, night. I typically get, oh, I gotta be honest here, four to five hours of sleep. <laughs> oh, I gotta be honest here. Uh, wow. I'm a tosser and a turner. I don't go to sleep easily. Because I, I have a hard time, like a lot of people, just getting the day off of my mind. And a lot of it's not a lot of it's not just my day job stuff. A lot of it's all this other stuff that I know guys like you and I trying to do our side hustles, trying to get things going with a lot of activities. 
a lot of it is that stuff as well. The day job stuff, I think you and I have down pretty good. We've gotten into a pretty good routine there. It's the other stuff, uh, both in life and in these side businesses that I think can, can monopolize. We allow to monopolize our time and to allow us to have not as consistent sleep. Second thing um, I do, and I think I do this pretty well, is every two weeks, I get a two hour full body massage every two weeks. I never got a massage. I, I never had a massage in my life till I was about, so I'm 52 years old now. I'd say to about 44, 45 years old, I've never had anybody that was a massage person do anything in my body. I got into it, started doing it, started going to full body and it has absolutely radically changed my life. So yeah. If you haven't experienced the benefits of a consistent massage done by somebody, it's, it's not always a pleasant experience. You get in there with elbows and they just flat out get after it. It is right. life changing. So I'd recommend considering that. Secondly, you mentioned this as well. Uh, I try to, I don't always make it happen, but I try to go to the chiropractor weekly. I'm a member of a place called The Joint out here on the West Coast. What I pay $69 a month and you can go four times in 30 in, in that month period as part of your membership. Right. You go in, you, mm -hmm. you in and out in five minutes. It's great. It's, it's yes. fantastic. Do that. Yep. Um, another thing I do is, and I wouldn't say I do this in a formal way where I have kind of this kind of music going, but I try to meditate. I try to meditate. Yeah. And to me, meditating, maybe not definitionally, but to me, meditating is at different points in the day, I'll take two minutes, three minutes, maybe five minutes, and I will try to tune everything out. I'll sit in my office or sit on a couch or somewhere in peace and just close my eyes for a minute and just try to clear my brain because my brain is just active all the time, highly active and kind of bouncing off of things. I try to clear my brain settle my thoughts, reset myself for that moment in time and try to take some deep breaths and maybe kickstart anew again in that, in that next phase of the day. And then lastly, what I'll say is, is I don't do this often, but I want to do it more. It's take some naps. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah. You know, 20 years ago, I hear I heard of people taking naps. Four and five hours of not of sleep. You oh, my gosh. You, you know, I used to hear it years ago about, oh, you know, naps are, you know, President Reagan took naps all the time. Right. President Reagan took took naps. And and, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that I've heard when when you start paying attention to it, you hear this more often. Michael Hyatt takes naps. Uh, yep. All these things. Right. And and I used to kind of make fun of it going what, is this just an old person thing or is this a, right. <laughs> you know, but you know, I don't know if 52 is old, but if it is, I'm old because I feel like I need a nap every now and then in a, in a 10, 15, 20, 25 minute nap. When I have done it, it has made me feel a lot better. A yeah. 35, 40, 45 minute nap wears me out and bogs me down for the rest of the day. So there's this kind of sweet yes. spot of, um, of what to do. And then exercise. I just try to do some walking. I don't go to the, especially lately, haven't gone to the gym at all with COVID-19. Everything's been closed. Uh, I kind of use that as a crutch, but the reality is, is I just try to do something, try to move up, move around the, the facility more, try to do something. But 
Exercise is so important. I don't do as much as I need to, but the other things are important as well, like naps and meditation and massages and chiropractor and becoming more flexible. And that can all play a big role too. So uh, those are things that I tend to do. Yeah. You know, it's funny you you say, especially what you said about naps and how, um, you know, at one time we thought, oh, that's just crazy. You're a, you're a slacker, you're lazy or whatever. If you take naps, uh, and did you do that in the Marine Corps? Like every afternoon in the Marine Corps, you take a nap. Never take a nap. Oh, I didn't about? think so. Well, it, see, that's the thing. I mean, all those things Slacker. that used to, I would have thought are ridiculous that, that didn't change at all the game as it relates to your physical health and all that. It's all those things that I'm now doing. You know, you mentioned meditation uh, as a part of my morning routine, the miracle morning uh, it includes three aspects of the six aspects. Uh, one is silence, one is affirmations, and one is visualization. And I kind of put all those three together to kind of equate meditation, right? And so, yeah, my morning, one of, part of my morning routine is a cup of coffee. And I don't check my phone. I don't, you know, I, everybody else in the house is still asleep and, and all that. So I just sit in silence. And then I Mentally, I, you know, I go through some affirmations. I go through some visualization of some, you know, what I want the day to look like and, and, and that kind of thing. Years ago, I would have thought that was stupid, that that was just silly, you know, never would do that. Um, years ago, I mean, you know, to call a 20, 30 minute stretching routine, my exercise for the day, I would have thought that's silly. What are you thinking? That's just crazy. You know, it's got to include, you know, tons of push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups and, you know, a three-mile run and this and that. And, and, and if you're doing those things, wonderful. That is fabulous. Keep doing those things. But for me today at 48, it's really just about, you know, getting the muscles loosened up and stretched out, getting the blood flowing and, and things like that. And then again, I mean, the massages, the, the chiropractor visits and all that, years ago, I would have thought that. That's just, cr I used to think chiropractor stuff was voodoo. Yeah, me too. Yeah, whatever. Me too. That stuff doesn't, but, uh, but yeah, it's a game changer, right? And, and again, what that does for you, it, when you're taking care of your physical body that way, you, I, I promise you will recognize a better version of yourself, especially in those stressful situations uh, of leadership or, or those situations in leadership where, you know, endurance and perseverance and all that is, is required, you will notice a better version of yourself uh, just by, you know, taking care of yourself. I, you know, the blood flow through the body, as you just move around and get that blood flowing through the body, again, mentally, it just makes you a better version of yourself. So highly, highly recommend that. So, so we've talked a little bit about what do we do, you know, or attempt to do and try to be disciplined about for our physical health. But I thought thirdly, we'd talk about, and this is important to me. I use this, this tool a lot. And that is, what do I do? What do you do as a, as a routine or whatever throughout the day to, you know, take care of your physical self throughout the work day, right? Cause it, you know, we've talked about, we, we sit down like your Mondays, you sit down and for an eight hour day, you're just, you know, staring at a screen, crunching numbers on a spreadsheet or whatever it might be. And just what are some of the tricks and tips and tactics that you use uh, throughout the workday to take care of your physical self? I'll, I'll let you start first there, Stephen. 
and this is something that a lot of people, including me for years, have overlooked. It's something that it's the easiest to do out of everything we've talked about, because this doesn't take a lot of preparation, what we're talking about here. Physical breaks. If you're sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day, literally, my some days my zone of movement is like a foot laterally or forward back to get closer to the screen or further away from the screen. And I'm not proud of it. That's just a reality. But but what we can do as leaders who can often get bogged down in the day is to just stop. Stop. There is there are very few things that we do as leaders throughout the day that are so in the moment critical that have to be done that second, that moment, that you can't just say, you know, enough's enough. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Stand up from your chair. Take a big yawn and stretch. And if nothing else, and I've done this, I just walk around my office. I'll walk around my office and pace. I'll be on a, on the speakerphone, on a call. I'll just walk around my office just to get some blood moving because my, my hamstrings are killing me. My calves are killing me from sitting. And I waited way too long to do this. So I just stop. I get up and I start moving. I take some deep breaths. And sometimes that's the best you can do in a moment. Yeah. Other times what I do is I work in a, in a manufacturing facility. So my office is right next to the manufacturing floor. So I get up, walk out of my door, turn left, walk through another door. And I'm in a 75,000 square foot manufacturing area in this, in this one building that I have aisles and lanes and things that I can walk and be visible and talk to people and, and just walk with pace, pretend you're in a park, right. walk with yeah. pace, yeah. right? Get your, get your blood flowing a little bit. And then other things I do at times is I am, I think, naturally vitamin D deficient just because of the nature of my, of my, yeah. my uh, day job. And I have to go out and get some sunshine and I have to go outside and, and just stand there, just stand there for a few minutes because there's something about, in my view, in nature that when you connect with the outdoors and you just stop and the old proverbial stop and smell the roses for a minute. There's something that that does mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually fill in the blank. That is a net benefit to you and your overall physical health that, yeah. and it doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't take a lot of preparation. You just go do it. And if you have to build it in your calendar, Put it in there. Put put these intervals in your day. If you're using an Outlook calendar like I am, build it in there. Like I build one-on-ones in my calendar. I build, you know, get up and go walk on the floor into my calendar. I build, I build all kinds of meetings in my calendar like we all do, but then put those little self-breaks in there, right? Put put those little self-breaks. If you got to get up and go to the bathroom, you have time to get up and go outside and look at a tree, right? Yeah. So I would just think of it in terms like that. So those are, those are some of the things that you can do and some of the things that I can, I actually do, but I don't have the market cornered on every good idea. I'm always looking for better ones. And I think I'm getting ready to hear about one or two from you, Michael. So I'm all ears. Man, I don't know, man. You, you've sold a lot of thunder there. Um, you know, I, definitely one of my uh, strongest pieces of advice as it relates to throughout the workday is 
much like you, just get outside and walk around a little bit. Um, a lot of times what I'll do is, you know, say I've got a meeting in a conference room at two o'clock. Well, then I'll leave my desk at one fifty because I'm going to walk around the building once and then go into that conference room. Now the conference room may be right next door or just down the hall, but let me just get outside and just, you know, take a lap around the building outside. Now, obviously weather's got to permit this and, and, and that type of thing, but you know, let me just get outside uh, to the point you may, you know, get in the sun a little bit, get some vitamin D, uh, you know, you get a little bit of fresh air associated with that. And, and the walking aspect of it, again, it just kind of gets that blood flowing again. And, and, and uh, it just mentally, it makes you more clear. And, and, and I feel ready to go in, you know, maybe it's a long meeting that I'm going in a two hour meeting. I want to be in this conference room and maybe it's a topic that I'm not all that enthused about, but if I can take this little break beforehand to get me ready for that meeting, then again, as I've said a dozen times here in this podcast already, the best version of me is going to show up at, at that meeting. If I can just take some time and get outside and walk around uh, the building. Um, I'm like you and, and just when I'm sitting, I've got to recognize and just get up. And sometimes I'll just get up from my desk and, and push my chair aside and I'll just, you know, five or 10, just squats, just let me just, you know, just do five or 10 squats right here real quick. And again, it's just to kind of get the muscles loosened up a little bit, get the blood flowing again, uh, a little better, um, a few little stretching exercises or whatever I might do. Uh, but then if I can't get outside, maybe I don't have the time or whatever, like you, I'll just kind of take a quick stroll through the halls, um, you know, take a long, long path to one of the conference rooms or, or something like that. The biggest thing is just recognize, as you were alluding to, and maybe you got to put it on your calendar. I, I don't actually do that, but you, you just got to allot some time to take these little physical breaks necessary um, and move your body in a different way than it's been sitting in the last, you know, two, four hours, whatever that might be. And I can just hear if, if everyone out there sees Michael Tanner walking around a building and his mouth is moving, chances are he's saying the team is more important than me. Right. You, you might be right. Is that right? I'm talking to myself when I walk around the building. Because if you do it from the car to the door, you're doing it when you're walking around the building. That team is more important than me. You know, and just made me. Or, or I might be saying, I, I can make it through this. Meeting. I can make it through. <laughs> and and, and uh, we go to some meetings and we just question, well, what was that all about? That's a whole nother episode right there. It sure is. But, so, so, you, you know, hey, let's go back to one thing, too. I, I meant to uh, you mentioned and I wanted to uh, highlight as well. You mentioned rest. Um, and I can't emphasize enough how important that is. And I totally get it. And I understand what you're talking about, about, you know, being able to kick the mind out of gear and, and, you know, and go to sleep and that kind of thing. But here's what's funny. And, and, and it plays into what we were talking about, you know, in years past, we thought it was silly. Now we think it's important and that kind of thing. You know, when I was young, when I was in school, um, I thought rest was silly, right? My parents made me go to bed, especially on school nights, right? My parents made me go to bed on a regular basis and, uh, and I just thought that was silly. Uh, and then I started having kids and uh, I recognize it's a school night. You need to get in bed on time. Well, now they're, they're teenagers and they, 
pretty much regulate that on their own now. I don't have to tell them anymore, that kind of thing. But what's funny is I don't apply that same principle to myself a lot. And I, I don't look at it and say, well, it's Sunday night, got to work all day tomorrow, so I want to get into bed early. Or it's Monday night, you know, tomorrow's a work day. The same way we used to tell our kids tomorrow's a school day, we need to be telling ourselves tomorrow's a work day and prioritizing uh, the rest that we need uh, because that is a huge part of our physical care. But I think it's also a, few, a huge detriment because so many of us don't get the amount of rest that we need. And you and I were talking before we hit record a little bit about rest doesn't work this way such that you can catch up on the weekends. It doesn't work that way. Either you got the rest that you needed last night or you didn't. It's binary. Either you did or you didn't. You don't catch up on it later. Uh, and, and for me, the routine goes this way. If I have a really, really bad night's rest, so maybe I only get the four hours of sleep that you're getting, the day after that, I'm okay. I'm pretty functional. But the, the following day, it's that third day, man, I am struggling mentally, emotionally, all that. I'm struggling big time. And if I chain two or three of those nights together, I'm a disaster. Uh, and so I would, you know, of all we've talked about as it relates to physical self-care, I'd say to our audience, pay attention to your rest first and foremost. Yeah, it's, I, I'm hearing you. I need to do a much better job, probably like a lot of folks out there. And I equate it to my struggle is many times is I, I think I can get that one more thing done. I can get this, you know, if I, I can five more minutes, I can just, I can get that, that last ad words ad done. I can get that last, right. you know, I can tweak this content, this copy. Oh, I can, I can fix this last little section of my website. And the reality is, is I'm, I'm a victim of my, of, of the, the feedback I coach others to not do. And it's inside of the bottle, you know, trying to read the label and, I, and we all need coaches to help us through this. And the reality is, is you are never going to finish everything that needs to be done. It won't happen. It, it can't happen because there is so much more to do. As soon as you finish one, you go right into the next. So there's gotta be this point where you just say, stop. And it, it, almost as simple as, you, you have a, an alarm clock or your Apple watch or whatever mechanism you use. When that thing vibrates your wrist or when that thing goes off, you stop what you're doing. Pin goes down, keyboard goes off, computer shuts down and you get up and you start winding down, right? It's hard to go. And for me, I know this, it's hard to go from deep thought engagement, interacting with something that I'm working on content or detailed or, uh, analytics or something to instantly stop and then to go get in bed and think, I think I'm going to be able to fall asleep. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. You've got to have this, you have stretching, you got to have this disconnecting wind down period of where you transition from active mind to turning your mind down a little bit to transitioning into bed. So you can actually go to sleep as opposed to just go to bed, which is something that I've got to get a lot better at. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same as you, Stephen, and and I feel you know the to-do list is not really a to-do list; it's a never-ending list, right? and so you're not going to get to the end of it uh, tonight, tomorrow night, the next night. You're not going to get to the end of it because you're going to keep adding to it. 
And I have to be, I have to get much more disciplined. Like you're talking about, I'm, I'm pretty disciplined with my morning routine, right? I get up and, and I, and I go through those steps of the miracle morning. Uh, and I'm disciplined about not rushing them. I'm disciplined about making sure I don't pick up my phone and, and letting an email or something like that disrupt my morning routine. I need to be equally disciplined with my evening routine to, you know, to get me one, to get me to bed at, at an appropriate time. Right. And then two, to get me to bed, prepared to go to sleep, you know, with the, with the, the mind kicked into neutral and, and all that. And you hear all kinds of suggestions around, well, read something at night, you know, read at night, but read like for me and you probably the worst thing that we could do is read a nonfiction business book at night. Right. Cause that gets the wheels spinning. You bet. Uh, so probably it's fiction books or something like that for us, but there's lots of things you can do. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying, we've got to, you just got to be disciplined to do it. And I, I need to be equally disciplined with my evening routine as I am my morning. Routine. And, and, and I'll close it up with this. If you're, this may, may not be for everybody, but if you're a spiritual person, if you're a spiritual person, for me, the best way that I unwind when I have a, a very active brain is I listen to the Bible at night. I listen to the Bible, dailyaudiobible.com. There's an app for that. Uh, Brian Harden is, he's been doing it for, uh, I think, 10 or 12 years now. Uh, he reads the Bible every day, New Testament, or it's Old Testament, New Testament, Proverbs and Psalms every day throughout the year, gets through the entire Bible. He's got, he's a musician. He's got the best soothing background music, the voice of just, uh, just soothing voice. And you, you learn and you, and you just never get tired of the content if you are a spiritual person. And it helps me just disconnect from the day and kind of put my mind in a different place. Highly recommend that. If you haven't checked it out, dailyaudiobible.com. I assure you, there is much worse content to be listening to as you fall asleep than that. Uh, that uh, you bet. That is uh, that that's that's a good way, definitely to uh, kind of bring bring a peacefulness to yourself in order to, to to go to sleep. And it reminds you how inferior you are as a person yes. <laughs> too, yes. right? So, totally agree. which uh, I'd always try to get better. So that that's good stuff, my friend. Any any last comments or call to actions on this one? No, I think from a leadership standpoint, I think, first of all, I would say just recognize the importance of taking care of yourself physically, right? Again, we're not out here to promote anybody to be some professional athlete or, or go out there and start running marathons. Or I mean, as Stephen and I have sh shown or talked to you about our routines, we're not professional athletes or marathon runners or anything like that, but we recognize the importance of physical care in presenting the best of ourselves and, and that to our leadership. So just recognize that. And then of all the things we mentioned, as I said earlier, I think I'd highlight rest. Just pay attention to the rest you're getting and make sure that it's sufficient. Perfect, perfect way to button that up, Michael. And we are not perfect. We just recognize, are, are smart enough to recognize what we are not doing well and try to get better each and every day at those things. So good stuff, good, good conversation to kick off the month of June with 
self-care. Looking forward to the conversation as we move into behind the scenes this week. Yes, sir. And so I'll just say a couple things. Number one, our snappy 30-minute episode, we're at 42 minutes now. So <laughs> A, that didn't work out. And B, when you talked about your morning routine, I just want to highlight to you, you didn't say follow, you used the word follower. So I wrote that down. So that's a Southern thing. That's a, that's an Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. You followed it. (laughs) You followed it. Makes complete sense. But uh, no, I thought that was kind of funny, but um, no good stuff. So behind the scenes, there's a lot of stuff going on in our businesses right now. We're in this season of creation and doing new things and, and trying new things out. What's going on on your side and how is your latest project with the four enemies coming? Well, listen, here's what I'm fixing to do with, uh, with the four enemies, right? So, uh, oh my gosh. So I've, I have finished up the, the quiz. I've finished up all the, the workflow associated with that quiz. I've recorded several, uh, videos associated with teaching, uh, team leaders, how to overcome the various enemies of teamwork. And I've got all that in place now. And so now I'm at the point of promotion and advertisement and marketing. Uh, I'm at the point of uh, that neither you nor I or, or any of our close circle of friends has a lot of experience with. And so I'm, I'm going to kind of be, uh, you know, stepping into the waters, you know, uncharted waters here a little bit as it relates to, I don't know exactly yet if it's going to be Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or, or Google AdWords or, or something. I, I, I've got to do some research. I've got to do some, some learning on those various um, avenues of promotion and advertisement. And then I got to pick one and I got to learn enough to be dangerous in that such that uh, I can effectively promote uh, fourenemies.com uh, obviously also without breaking the bank, without spending a ton of money and, and things like that. So, so that's kind of where I'm at with that now is uh, uh, that promotion and marketing and advertisement phase. The, the system itself is all there and the offer of a workshop and coaching and, and all that associated with it, it's in place now. And so now it's just get this in front of uh, the, you know, people that are, that are looking to improve the teamwork within their team. Yeah, I tell you, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to, you shared with me your, uh, in our mastermind group, you shared with us your, your videos, how the survey, how the quiz points people to their, their biggest enemy uh, of the four enemies. And I got to tell you, I was really impressed. You're, you're, first of all, your content's always spot on the way that you connect the dots with people and, and bring the the obvious to bear in, in a way that is very conversational and, and really, mm-hmm. really helps people understand, unpack and learn spot on stuff. So we're talking we're not talking about you take a you take a quiz and then you get like a 30 second, uh, you know, OK, I think you need to work on your teamwork. Thanks. I'm Michael. Have a good day. No, no, no. This is this is 20 uh, I think the the smallest one I saw was 23 minutes all the way up to 26 or 27 minutes. This is right. a meaty content that you unpack to not try to sell someone something, but better yet to try to educate and form and help a person with real value that gets them from their current place to the next step of unpacking this. And I think that's so 
insightful and so helpful because so many times in businesses like ours, people are afraid to share. People are afraid to give feedback because they worry like, oh, I don't want to give my best stuff away. I, I, I want to sell that. I, I think and I believe you think that and I'll bring Zig Ziglar up because, you know, I'm going to do it. You know, as Zig Ziglar says, I don't want to put words in your mouth because that ain't sanitary. Right. So <laughs> but the, the type of guy that you are and I am and, and the way we want to run our businesses is it's OK to provide tremendous value because people are going to get that. And if they don't need any more, then God bless them. But if they do, we're going to be there to give them even more value. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make. They don't give enough value to really connect the dots for people to see that there's something of substance there. And I think you do that really well. And I like the, 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 the dedication and the clarity you bring to your workflow of four enemies. You take this, you take this quiz, you come, you come out with an outcome that is most similar to the responses. And then you give a very meaty unpacking of what that means to them. And if they need more, you're willing and happy to jump on a 60 minute. Uh, I think it's 60 minutes. Isn't it? Yes, yeah, yes. A 60 minute free call to, if nothing else comes of it, it's just more in-depth one-on-one help. And then if that's all it is, that's all it is. But if there's more, there are always ways to go deeper and connect deeper and get more information, more help, more content from you. I think the workflow you put together and how you do that with people is phenomenal. And to the point of advertising it, it feels to me like a casino a little bit, right? Because you and I, we're not experts on Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Google AdWords, Carrier Pigeon, you know, anything, right? So in some ways it's, it's, if you go to Vegas and you sit down at a game you've never played before and you start putting your money down and you lose, you're like, well, I don't even know why I lost. I have have no idea why I lost. I I at least want to know why I'm losing my money. Right. Yes, so, exactly. so I hear you, I'm with you, you know, let's put, if we're going to put a hundred dollars in Facebook ads and it's not converting anything. I want to know like, why, how do I get better on my next hundred dollars? So that's the key, I think, to, to the research that you're doing. I'm hoping you figure it out okay. and can share it with me. So, I will. I will well, you know, I'll yeah, exactly you for sure. Exactly. What you got going on behind the scenes, yeah. Steven? Yeah, good, good stuff. I mean, I'm really impressed with what you're doing um, for me. So I, I'm doing this niche niche website around Army promotion points we've been talking about. So I've, I went in in the last week and totally rebranded my homepage based on your feedback and some feedback uh, for some other folks that it doesn't really follow uh, a strong enough theme, kind of like the Donald Miller story brand. So I keep hearing a lot about that. And I've he- heard it in several different circles I'm in. So I finally went out and bought the book, uh, I, the Audible book. I listened to the book, kind of geeked out on the story brand by Donald Miller. You ought to check that out if you haven't out there. And then I've taken that guidance and I've, I've revamped my homepage to be more in line with telling a story following that script, what I think connects better I think will lead to better conversions of people on my email list uh, over time. And, you know, like you, I'm, I'm doing Google AdWords right now. I've, I've already started and I'm kind of feeling that process out at a $5 a day level. And so I'm kind of working through that and learning as I go. But I, I, I did my homepage. I'm trying to get more connections. I'm working through growing my email list. I think I have a pretty strong lead magnet out there. And then just continuing to, to make connections with people uh, in this stuff, because that, that's really, 
you know, people do business with people. They don't do business with automation. Automation gets you there, but it's the connection and, and the relationship that gets you business. And that's what I'm trying to do a better job of focusing on overall. Yeah, no, I, I've seen what you've been doing. I know you did a lot of this landing page recreation this, this past week and, and, and I've obviously been watching it and, and I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm a big fan of Donald Miller and the, and the story brand as well. Um, because it, it makes clear for those that are visiting your page, it makes clear, you know, what, what problem you're trying to solve for them. Uh, it makes clear your qualifications to solve that problem for them. It makes clear their, you know, their call to action. What, what, what do they have to do to solve this problem uh, in following your, your plan and your steps and so forth. Uh, and, and I know you know, the, the, the blueprint that you're offering for, uh, getting the promotion, I think it's to Sergeant and staff Sergeant. I think it is E yep. five and E six. I bet. think it is, um, uh, you know, the, the content there is as always solid, no doubt. And, and so I think it's just, I, I think what you've done is phenomenal. I think it, it follows the story brand very, very well. And to me, it's got all the elements now that when someone shows up to your page, whatever hangup they might have related to clicking the button and getting this blueprint is answered in this page, right? Well, well who is this Stephen Faust guy? Boom. It's answered right there. Well, what is his plan to get me promoted? Boom. It's right there. Right. Well, what do I have to do to get boom? It's right there. Uh, and so I think it's, uh, I think it's really, really nice, really, really clean. And, uh, and again, it's going to overcome whatever objection anyone might have as they come to your page. Oh, good stuff. I appreciate that. And it's always good if you're out there and you're not in a relationship with somebody that's like-minded and you're, you're wanting feedback, you're wanting to, to run things by people like Michael and I have with each other and, and both in, in this forum and in our mastermind forum, you've got to be doing that. You've got, it doesn't have to be with us. It doesn't have to be anything to do with us. Now we'll be glad to offer you some, some assistance and some coaching. And we have mechanisms on our, on our website to be able to do that free of charge just to connect with you. But you have got to get out there and make a connection with someone who thinks, acts, operates similarly to you, has similar goals and ambitions. So you can begin to share and unpack things together because it's amazing what you can get done when you are surrounded by people who want to be uh, where you're at and you want to be where they're at and you want to do it together and learn as you go. It's so important and so critical for your success. Totally. I mean, you get, you get this learning from one another. You know, as you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm going to wade into the waters of advertisement. Well, you're going to learn from that as well. You get this learning from one another. You get accountability. Right? When I tell you guys I want to do something this week in the mastermind group, it's a good chance I'm going to do it just because I don't want to come back to you guys and say, well, I was a slacker this week. I didn't get it all done. Um, so there's the accountability and learning from one another. So, yeah, mastermind groups are huge. Yeah. Um, awesome. The things that you see in this podcast related to behind the scenes I promise it came up in our mastermind first. Yeah. And it's real. This isn't, this isn't scripted stuff. This is just, uh, you know, what, what's going on. Let's just banter about, this is real stuff, real life, real kind of making the sausage. And, and, uh, sometimes it's not pretty, it's not productive, but it's real. And, and if you guys, if you have real, you have a chance. And that's what I know Michael and I, and, and both in this forum and in our mastermind have. So good stuff today, my friend, anything else before you button us up? 
No, I think not. Let's uh, let's call our audience to some actions here. So again, as, from a leadership standpoint, notice, recognize, understand, acknowledge the importance of physical self-care. And as we talked about, just make sure you, you know, start with rest, start with rest, and then you can add all the other aspects of exercise and all that to it, but start with rest. Related to our podcast here, head over to leaderpreneurshow.com, leaderpreneurshow.com. You'll find the show notes for this episode and every other episode. This is episode number 35, uh, physical self-care. So uh, check out the show notes there. For everything Stephen Faust, go to stephenfaust.com. That's where you'll find links over to his Army promotion points and, and his aerospace leader and all that. So head over to stephenfaust.com. And then for all things leadership from me, you can find those at credibleleaders.com. Now, next week, uh, we're going to continue the self-care uh, theme for this month. And next week, we're going to be talking about emotional self-care. How, as leaders, do we care for our emotions? So we'll talk about that next week. So don't miss that until Stephen and I speak to you again from us both. Be blessed and lead well. <laughs>